Hey, man, I decided to challenge myself this month for Thursday. For, well, every Thursday this month. Because I run the music and things for Thursday, and you run the music and things for Monday. So I decided to only play throwbacks every Thursday by artists or producers from the 757. Okay. But uh, anyway, you can catch me any day. Tip a hen to stay, and my peeps get plenty of oh, many ways to see that I hold this door. Cats fake it, I made it. I told you so. Smoke a lot, take it. We let the cold ray down. I don't know who, who is, who, who we is. Y'all look like idiots. Yo, boo, let me know. We, all of us. That right there, let her down. Sound like her decision making was lacking. Missy was singing on this. Welcome to This Ain't a Podcast featuring Spread. Indeed. Hey man, how you feeling right now? I'm alright, can't complain. Opening day. I mean, we lost, but I mean, I guess we can't go 180, 182 and oh. It's okay, I won't lose too much sleep. I don't even know who the Braves are playing. Uh, The Phillies. Are we playing in Philly? Uh, I think so. That would make sense. Hey, man, um, before we get into this, did you see that all the Fox Sports people, like, changed their shit to, like, Bally Sports now? What? So, like, instead <laughs> of Fox Sports South, or, you know, like, if you had saw, like, I think we had the D.C. version of that, because we live in the general area. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of it being Fox now, they're all Bally Sports. No, I didn't. No, I didn't, but I don't really pay attention. That to threw me off. I didn't even know Bally's was still around. Like the exercise place? Yes, they're the ones running it now. Yeah, that's news to me. I remember my mom used to have a Bally's membership back in the day. I remember there was one out in Chesapeake it back was, in the day. There was one right down the boulevard where the the CHKD is now. That's right. There was a Bally's. Yeah, that shit was lit. They had a pool and everything in that bitch. Because I remember they had all the bikes and shit upstairs. You could see, like, the people biking. Yeah. Yeah. Man. That shit was lit. (laughs) I used to like going to Ballast with my mom, yeah? Holy shit. That's a memory I never thought I would bring up. (laughs) But, yeah, they run all the... So, instead of it being Fox Sports, now it's Bally's. All right. Yeah. Doesn't really affect my day too much, bro. That just threw me off. Like, I saw... Like, they were playing, a, like, a basketball game, or, or somebody on Twitter were talking about a basketball game and how, like, the scoreboard and everything has changed. So now it's, like, a three-point um, field goal shot instead of just three-point shot or whatever. Hmm. Like, the, the, you know, like, the ticker and everything looks different. But, yeah, shout-out to uh, Bally's, I guess. Oh, okay. Well, shout, yeah, yeah. shout-out to them. Mm-hmm. Get, your, get your Bally's on, dog. <laughs> I, no, I don't know what I don't know what you wanted for me during that segment. No, I'm just I was just I was just dropping that. I I knew you didn't really. I was a, that was a super random thing right there. Yeah. 
But opening day happened today. <laughs> it's happening, happening right now. Yeah. As we speak. Um, let me see here, because like back in the day, opening day was like a huge deal. Yeah, that was back when baseball was more popular, and then like there was still they're still not allowing all the fans there. But um, and then the weather the weather has deteriorated over the last like twenty years. So when you got opening day in April back in the day, it was nice. Even in the cold weather cities, it seemed like all the opening days were relatively nice. Nigga, it snowed during one of the games earlier. I think it was the Detroit game, but it started yeah. snowing. And I was like, what? Y'all, y'all still getting snow in April? I can't really be in the baseball spirit if it starts snowing. No, dog, I can't be in anything spirit if it starts snowing. Don't, you're not catching me at no game unless you're talking about, like, uh, Xbox or something. I'm not leaving my damn house. You're yeah. gonna add, you're gonna add to the traffic and nonsense that goes on after a baseball game with snow. Yeah, because baseball, first of all, is a long ass game, and you gonna be out there. Fine. And you might have a double header on your opening day. Oh man! So you gonna sit out there in the snow? No, I've never seen a double header on the opening day. That's crazy. I don't know how that works. I don't know if they you would do double header. They would have to have missed a game already for them to do a double header. I don't know how double headers work anymore. Yeah, the only time they do double headers for the same team is if they miss a game and they have to schedule a game to make up. So when everybody's on their first game, nobody's missed anything. That's cool. Yet. I really didn't well, know how double headers work. An opening day double header is the sickest <laughs> shit I've ever heard in my life. You got to make up this game from last Nigga, year. The the players union got to be pissing on. The commissioner's door, <laughs> because they're like, "What the fuck are you doing? That we're playing two games back to back on the first day? That's like going to school, and your teacher's like, all right, put your shit away. Uh, we got a test.' A test on what? <laughs> you gonna you gonna test my sleeping ability? Cause I'm not about to sit here and do a test on shit I ain't learned. Not happening. You know what? If I ever become the commissioner of baseball, I'm doing it. And your your commissionership will not last long. They gonna double kick, headers on opening day. They're gonna kick your black ass you gonna out. Have, the fucking we door. gonna have a matinee on the first day. B- b- they are going to boy. They're gonna come with the axes and the fi- <laughs> and the, the tiki torches. All chaos. They getting you out the paint quickly. Oh man, it's gonna be a united front against your black ass. The black players. The Asian players, the white players, the Spanish players, they're all going to get you the fuck out of there, dog. No, you already did all the spring training. Come on, doubleheader right now. It's going to be a a players coalition, United Nations against you. And boy, (laughs) you better better pick which players you want to play in that first game because you play in that second game. It's going to be the shortest tenure of any commissioner, any sport and, in the history of sports. And I'm going to have the times all fucked. So, oh like, you got to start at, like, 12. Gonna and get the game's going to end at 3, but the next get, game starts at 4.30. You'll get a water break and get back on the field. <laughs> it's going to be a two-a-day. Oh, my God. Yeah, you get, they'll get you out of it, dog. It's over. They're gonna, they're you gonna, better not let it go in the extra innings because you're, oh you're playing at 4.30. You're playing at 4.30. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> you're super done. You might as well say the N-word while you're up there. Boy, oh my God! Ooh. I can't imagine. I would, hey, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. I would, I would be on Twitter trashing your name. You just like that. I'm like, I know that's my man's, but 
But yeah, fuck him. He don't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> you gotta text me, be like, "Hey, man, chill." Like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm getting, I'm going on, I'm going off right now. I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to play triple. I'm trying to hit a triple double today. Off of your name. That's cool. You go, you get mad assists. That's cool. I'm glad. I'm glad to be. I'm glad we can. We're, we're cool enough for me to be like. And, I'm gonna thrash you, and you're cool with it. And. And I want all of the people out of the stadium. I don't care if you bought two tickets. All of y'all need to clear out. Oh and my we're going to let you back in. No. <laughs> now you got the fans going to come at you too. Oh, boy. Woo! Oh, boy. They might, they might allow them to yeah, lynch you. Yeah, don't let me be the commissioner. They might let baseball. them lynch you. And I would only do that with baseball. I would only fuck with baseball. I wouldn't do that with football or, or basketball or anything. Because, the, boy, the last thing you want <laughs> is the National Football League and its players. To be at your door, talk no. about you. Know, come outside. We just want to talk. Come outside. We just want to talk to you. No, you got three hundred forty-eight million dollars to stay here for five years. Oh, you doing this doubleheader? <laughs> okay, but your arms being tired, nigga, swing. Oh my! <laughs> 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 Yo! Oh my god! Oh man! Oh my god! Oh man! Speaking of of actual chaos, that they added another week to the football schedule. Yo, but hey, let me know, they they added that shit on the sneaker scene, like too. Like one day, Adam Schefter was like, "Oh, they about to add a week," and niggas, nobody said nothing. They were just like, "Oh, okay." Well, we sort of seen this coming for years, though. They was always like talked about, like, what would we do with the extra week? Would we take away a pre or yeah, preseason but, but game? Usually, or? usually they would like negotiate this type of stuff. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't seem unless everything was. Behind closed doors, but if you know anything about sports, nothing actually stays behind closed doors at all. I just want to know, how does this, because I've seen, obviously I focus on the Ravens who they're playing that that extra week, and that would be the Rams. But I'm just wondering, how does this affect the players to a degree of finances? Uh, It would seem as if their per game check would be less. And and would they still get those bonuses? Like, say they needed to hit X amount of tackles to get this bonus. It seems right? like for something like that, it'd be better because it gives you another yeah. shot at getting it. But, you know, that's always circumvented by – because usually the players that are in line for those things are really big players. And usually, nine times out of ten, we see something like this happens. They're on really good teams, which means they're playing for playoff spots. But – there's an argument to be said that their coach would just be like, oh, you're not playing today. We're trying to save you for the playoffs. And you really can't say nothing against that. Yeah, do you save them now for the last two weeks? Because it used to be the last week was the one where it was like dress rehearsal and then we'll get the second and third string guys out there. I guess it would still just be the last week. It would just be week 17. But now we don't. there's not going to be any more 500 teams. And what about the playoff schedule? Like, is that going to be the same? Because I actually like the playoff schedule from we what had last I, year. From what I've seen, it's going to be, everything's going to be the same except for it's just going to be another, another game, so everything's just going to move back a week as far as playoffs and Super Bowl go. Okay. Which, I mean, for us, cool. It's another, I mean, we, I know we, the Giants, we play the, the Dolphins. Um, oh, man, they used to be a gimme. Yeah, I mean a lot of these a lot of these teams that used to be gimmies are not gimmies anymore. And it's hard to say that a lot of there's a lot of teams out there that just aren't gimmies, period anymore. Like 
there's maybe a couple teams that, yeah, you're probably going to get a dub, but nine times out of ten, there's really no gimme games anymore. I think talent is spread out so much throughout the league now, um, and that all the teams that were usually in the in the like in the mud, like yeah, your your Jacksonville last year, your 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 Jets, those were pretty much gimme games. But even those games weren't exactly gimme games because they were still good enough to compete. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like you were just gonna go out there from start to finish and destroy them. They were still beating good teams. I think. I mean, I think both of those teams beat the Rams last year. And the Rams were in the playoffs. So I think we're getting less we're we're getting less and less of actual like 100% gimmies. Like things are interesting in most of the games in the National Football League now. Which is great. That's great for <coughs> competitiveness, parity, all that shit. I mean, but I mean, there's no, there's no bad part of it. It's all, it's all great. You, you want the league to be like that. I mean, there's a couple, even like a team like Cincinnati, where they were competing and they, they won a, a, I think they won like three or four games last year. So even the worst team, the bad teams that's on the front of that draft order, weren't actually gimmies. They had opportunities to win games. They just didn't. And even you look like a team like Houston last year. They still had Deshaun Watson to play. So that wasn't 100% a gimme either. Of course, you had a, a team that's favored heavily. But the teams that weren't favored heavily, they from week to week, they weren't automatically an L. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even the Cowboys, after they lost Dak, weren't an automatic L, even with the, the myriad of quarterbacks they had in and out. Um, I think you're seeing a lot more backups are better. Um, so when you lose your quarterback, it's not all automatic death sentence for your team. Because, I mean, even Dallas was in it to the, the last week. A lot of teams were competitive throughout the entire season. I saw a lot a lot less there. They, they're mathematically <laughs> eliminated from playoff contention early. In the, it, was, it was pretty late in the season when you got a lot of those teams. Outside of those, the one number one and two picks, basically. Who is the first team that you think is going to go eight and nine and get into the playoffs? Um, uh, see, because I got to think because it's going to be a team from whatever division is going to be the worst, which I don't think the NFC East is going to be the worst division again this year. It's going to be, of course, a wild card spot. So maybe Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the Rams. I mean, either the Rams are going to go like, Either the Rams are going to get double-digit wins or they're going to be drafting early again. I was going to say somebody from the NFC West. So it was going to be either the Rams or Arizona. And I know Arizona just added some firepower, but that defense looks kind of suspect. Their secondary looks suspect. Yeah, now that Patrick Peterson is gone. Yeah. Which I don't even know how much he made them better towards those last couple of years because Asian cornerbacks are they're not exactly 
covering a whole lot of people. Did you see that? Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll get to some more stuff in football in a second. Did you see that Bernard Pollard is trying to come back to the NFL? I don't remember what Bernard Pollard played. He was like a cornerback, I believe. He need to go ahead and but stay he's, where he's forty at. with bad knees, and he's trying to work on his comeback to the NFL. It's not gonna happen. That man was a walking fifteen yard penalty. And it do- when you phased out of the NFL, you don't usually come back. That doesn't happen. Because usually you get phased out by your playing and your age and your health. Those three things you're not going to make right to get back on a rock. And when there's so many players that are coming in, he's not even going to be uh, at a tryout. They're going to laugh him out the fucking stadium. I know what team, one team that will not have him back will be the Baltimore Ravens. And I say that because he has been talking crazy about Lamar Jackson, John Harbaugh, and uh, the new GM. But he has them at his top three list of teams he wants to come back to. Let him come back so he can get laughed out. Sometimes you have to shame people into realizing they ain't shit and they need to go sit their fucking asses down. Let him, let him play against your worst receiver and sh- show him that he does not have what it takes to be in the NFL anymore. Go sit down. And he, would t- he was talking crazy to Ed Reed on Twitter and shit. Like, yeah, no, you stay at home. Listen, I, there, I don't think there is a person that has left the league that's up there in age like now that I would say can come back right now and make it uh, like a uh, fucking make a difference. In, the, in any team in the NFL. Bernard Pollard, those boys are young. They're going to run you. And he wasn't even tops in his position group at any time. They're going to run you. He has, no, he has no shot. He has just as much of a shot at getting in the NFL today as I do. You know you would probably play better than him right now. And I'm not even saying that to be funny. I mean, I just... Because he, he was just... When I say he was a walking 15-yard penalty... It was always helmet to helmet. And the old dudes like to act like this, the league is so soft because they pre- Nigga, y'all couldn't take a hit now from a, a fucking special teamer. A, a punter is going to put y'all out the game right now. Sit, go sit in your living room and watch like everybody else. This ain't the place for you, dog. No one wants to beat up on an old man anymore. Um... I know a player that won't be involved in the extra day of games, and that would be Deshaun Watson. Well, we don't know that yet. Oh. I don't know, man. The way they keep finding all these women out the woodworks. So here's the thing, because I've, I've read about this. Go lot. ahead, man. So here's the thing with Deshaun Watson. He's being accused of inappropriate actions by, like, 21 different women, all massage therapists. Saying that he either touched them inappropriately. <laughs> I don't even want to say it. Masturbated on them or masturbated in front of them. Within the last year and some change. Okay? Cool. So, none of these women are going to the police to, elect, to file criminal charges against Deshaun Watson. None of them. Zero. These aren't criminal investigations going on. These are all civil suits. 
Now, usually from what I've seen, and I'm, I'm not saying I don't believe these women because I've read, I've read sto- reports and that nigga sounds nasty right now. Now, the league isn't very quick to act about civil disagreements as far as civil suits go. They usually, I mean, unless they, they find some egregious shit, because the lawyer that's suing him for all these women it's like, I'm not going to, I'm not taking anything to the police. So what that tells me is they don't really want him put in jail. He didn't do anything that was jail worthy. They just want money. Now, I'm not saying that they're not telling the truth and that's what's motivating them for money. But it seems like he hasn't done anything technically against the law. Now, if he's as sick as this shit says he is, he should never he shouldn't play in the league. But we've seen scenarios where sicker individuals, because there's no criminal case against them, line right up on Sunday and do what they do. Okay, even even Richie Incognito that was doing wild shit and doing criminal shit played. There was a lot of people that they were okay to play because it wasn't a criminal thing. I think if the Michael Vick shit happened and it wasn't criminal, it was just a civil thing, I think he would have walked right through it and played. Big big Ben. Civil shit. He plays. These, These players will get away with shit when it comes to a a civil lawsuit because they're not taken as seriously by the NFL as criminal lawsuit because they can sweep a lot of this shit under the rug because it's civil. They can't sweep a criminal investigation when you got to go to court and you got to stand trial under the rug. And then a lot of niggas in the league are going to be like, oh, well, yeah, we all been there. I think Brett Favre got caught up in some shit like that with the massage he, therapist. He, he, Brett Favre was texting a journalist his dick. <laughs> Unsolicited. And he went into the Hall of Fame, like, what, four years later? He played on a, a whole other team right after that. Now, I know some people might bring up the racial part of this. Cool. Bring that up. That's, that's always going to be a part of it. But when you are black in the NFL and you're really, really, really fucking good at your job, things aren't the same as when you're not. We all know that to be fact. I say the only reason Ray Rice didn't get a job after his shit was because he was a running back. And the running back position has been devalued over the last 15 to 20 years. Quarterback position, not so much. And I 100% believe if Deshaun Watson went to Houston tomorrow and was like, I'm going to move forward with you guys, I'm going to play out my contract, and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to come to work every day and try to ball out, this shit will go away super quick. Super duper quick. Yeah, I'm starting to think now, with all this going on, that this is Houston's way 
of using the court of public opinion to get him back. Yes. And to let him know you can't go anywhere until this contract is up. I absolutely believe that too. And no, no team's going to take him in a trade because they don't know what's going to happen. But there's too much heat on him right now. It's shown history has shown that the league doesn't really fuck with civil. Now, if they did a whole 180 right now and started suspending players for civil things, then this league's going to be a lot different in the next five like, years. This is enough to where he could get in trouble with the court of public opinion, but he can be able to play that first week. Yeah. Because you don't want it to be criminal because then it, it doesn't help you. Because you know what playing the first week is going to do? If he balls out, it erases all of this. Yes. Fans' minds and memories are very short. Now, when that contract is up, he's not staying in Houston. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. And they might as well don't even talk to him about no extensions. But what this does is this reels him back in. Unfortunately, we have to hear about some shit that we didn't even know was was like going on, which I can't even sit here and say, oh, they swept this under the rug until it was time. They held on to this information. I believe that they have information on all their players. They do. Just in case one of them tries to fuck up. I, and I don't think the Houston Texans are the only team that ever done or oh, that does this. Oh, listen, I've read an article. Every NFL team, as well as the NFL itself, has its own security department. Their job is to find out about all of this shit before any of us did. They've known about this for months. For months. There was one girl, he said, that evidently reached out to him and asked for a sum of money for a, uh, an encounter that was, um, what's the word? Um, they both were cool with it. Like a like a nice little secret rendezvous or something. Like that? Yeah, but it was um, what's the word when they give the okay permission or whatever? Oh, you talking consent. about consent? Consent. Yes, it was a consented relationship between both of them, or consented occurrence, and she wanted money to keep it under wraps. And he, oh, so there was extortion there in one of the cases. Yes, <laughs> but now they're saying he's deleting. Instagram messages and shit, and I'm like, you should have been did that, bro. What what's happening here? Now, like I said, if he's doing what he said, he's a sick individual. But sick individuals play on Sunday. Trust me, it happens every Sunday for your favorite team. There's a sick individual in the lineup, and you have no idea that they're a sick individual for every team. This happens all the time. But when you are the franchise player of an organization and they just showed out a whole lot of money to keep you in an organization and then one year into it, you're like, oh, I want to go. This shit happens. This is one of those don't bite the hand that feeds you things. The billionaire owner is so cool with sweeping your nonsense under the rug and keeping it away from public eyes as long as you're doing what they want you to do. And you don't have the power to pull up anything that they did. Nothing. To fight back. Nothing. It's all well and good as long as you're doing what needs to be done by your boss. And we all, I know these sports are sports and they're entertainment. Cool. These niggas got bosses. Your arms are too short to box with the NFL. Every, and you're going to lose that every time. Every fucking time. Because what he's going to do, if he settles these civil suits, there's 21 of them. 
21 of them. I say 20 of them because one of them is clearly fraudulent. There's 21 of them. That's going to hurt. So it's going to hurt probably a lot more than sitting out a year would. And you know what they're doing. Hey, look, man, if you come back and play. We'll make this all right. We'll take care of all of this. You don't even have to worry about it, and I, Not a penny I, comes out of your pocket. I pro- the, the same week that he says I'm, I'm re, um, what's the word? Fuck, man, I can't, I don't know any words today, evidently. It's all right. Uh, I'm, I'm back with y'all. I'm holding it down. As soon as he does that the same week, you're going to see charges getting dropped. That whole story is cases being quote unquote settled out of court. ESPN isn't even going to bring that up anymore. Not not a day. And we're going to be like, oh, okay. Well, I guess uh, either they're going to say all the girls were lying, or they were going to be like, oh, well, I guess he settled out of court. It's all good. And he's going to go out there the first week, and he'll probably play. He'll probably play better than we've seen Deshaun Watson play in months. I say if he comes back and he balls out by week seven, we would forget all about this. He's going to ball out week one because that's the narrative. But I'm saying by week seven, that's when everybody's going to stop. Like, that's when everybody's just going to forget this shit even popped up. I, I think that man's going to ball out that first Sunday. And by Monday, the Monday night games, we're going to be like, Deshaun did what? We're not going to remember what happened in March, February, March, and April anymore. Because that, and especially in Texas, oh, boy. Deshaun could come to the court with a dead body dragging from his ankle. Like, they were pulling up shit. People were pulling up, like, videos of him playing fake basketball with, uh, what's that girl's name? That was the porn star she tried to get into sports. Oh. Mia Khalifa. Oh, Mia Khalifa, yeah. Like, people were just pulling up things and going, yo, Deshaun was out here living. And these are, like, actual, like, sports publications putting these videos out. So not only are the Houston Texans pulling it like legal shit, they're really going for the court of public opinion by going to, you know, verified sports places and dropping these videos. And they're winning and they're, they're probably going to win that this battle. They're going to. Now, what does this do for any other player? It, it shows them that. Cause Deshaun isn't one of those guys who goes out and talks crazy. He's not Desha- one of those guys who... Deshaun is one of the faces of the league. Like, he's, like, one of the nice guys. If you need somebody to, like, sponsor, like, your charity or something, you hit up Deshaun. He's one of the young quarterbacks that they're banking on being in the league for 15 to 20 years. You know, he's lovable. He actually is a great player and things of that nature. Talks to the talks to the, the journalists so, after the game, whenever. imagine if he wasn't all of this. Imagine if he was, like, just really... Out here, you know, smacking people's babies out their hands, and I don't give a damn, and cussing, and I don't want to do this. He would be crucified right now. Oh yeah, like he would not have been able to play in the league again. Well, he would have owed the Texans money. I, I'll tell you, this situation would be a complete one eighty if Sean, Deshaun Jackson, or Deshaun Watson, excuse me, was a wide receiver. Yeah, they're perceived different. They're on defense. Yes, everything about it is different than the quarterback. Yeah, they would have just cut him and had the league look into it. And but he's the quarterback. He's supposed to be the general of the team. This is what happens. The uh, final four, I guess. Hold on. Let me get the music queued up. Let me, let me, I don't want to have to sound like a repass. 
Wait, hold on. Did he play this for the women too? Or is it just for the fellas? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's for the women too. Okay. So uh, the Final Four is this weekend for both men and women's college basketball. Um, I did see before we get into that that um, the NCAA went to the Supreme Court. Yeah, a few days ago, and and uh, man, they went out sad. Yeah, because their shit doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so to anybody who has, you know, a full working brain when they're trying to explain why they do the things they do, they're going to be like, that doesn't make any sense. Every time. And that's what's happening. Now, that's why nobody, they never wanted to go to like the Supreme Court or shit like that to talk about this stuff because when you have people that are educated, they're going to be like, this, this sounds like you guys are cheating. Like, the, the, I guess the lawyer that NCAA sent to the Supreme Court... Um, started his argument with, you know, we're holding the 100-year tradition of amateurism and da 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 And one of the Supreme Court justices actually in, interrupted him and went, you know things have changed in 100 years, right? And he was stuck for about two minutes. Yeah, and that's the exact line of thinking that blows shoot holes in all of their arguments. You know, it, it's just like, okay, so you got all of these players, all of these kids playing for your school. Now the coaches get paid. Everybody gets paid but them. The, the, you know, the announcers get paid, but the kids who actually bring in the money get nothing on the spirit of amateurship. Yeah, because how is the amateurism for the kids but not for the coaches? And... The lawyer went on to say people love to watch these players play for free. No bullshit. I, I could tell you right now if there's give me your top in a uh, give me your top college basketball game and the top oh, if man. if game seven of the finals is on at the same time as the national championship, guess what I'm watching? The motherfuckers that are getting paid to play. Oh man, because I just love watching a hundred percent of the time. A young brother from the inner city, you know, the ones that they like to parade around. No father, the mother worked three jobs, and then she passed away from cancer. You know, those those, those are the ones that the NCAA love to parade around a lot. You know, go out there and play for for free. You know, for for education. Hey, if if the college football championship is on against the Super Bowl, ask me which one I'm going to watch. We make a whole weekend out of the Super Bowl. We don't even do that for the national championship. Nigga, that shit is on Monday night. I almost watched Raw before. I watched that shit. And I don't even like watching Raw. Houses, nigga, niggas have <laughs> huge music artists perform during halftime. Who's paying for that? And how is that amateurism? How much money do these corporations pay for these bowl games? Billions. And how much do your teams receive or your, your schools receive from these bowl games? Look, look at some of these athletic, uh, some of these, um, the fucking, damn, what is wrong with me today? Some of the fucking athletic facilities that they have. 
I saw Auburn just got a new one. It looks look, it looks beautiful. Look at Oregon's. Look at all these schools that shit looks like a pro NFL NBA players Oregon, athletic facilities. Oregon has a direct pipeline to Nike. Direct. Like not even all being, those Maryland schools have a direct pipeline to Under Armour. And you know what's funny? Those are the schools that are never in, in implicated in any of these things that happen to, mm-hmm. to the NCAA. Schools with direct pipelines from sneaker companies and athletic gear companies, you're never seeing, oh, man. Uh, At least the American ones. Or, I know. Oregon Center, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> I know a lot of the schools, especially in basketball, that don't have, like, American, like, like Reebok and Adidas and shit. Oh, yeah. Those are the ones that got caught up in that scandal with the FBI. Yes. It was, a, yes. But Nike? Under Armour, Jordan Brand, they not getting touched. They be chilling, and nobody says boo. But God forbid, God forbid, a player was to take the shoes that he played in, that sign his name from on from, them. from Oregon, and tried to sell them on StockX after after he played. You gotta understand something. They own your name. If that nigga, if, if that, you play for that college, if that boy makes a dollar, he is ineligible. Because I remember the whole thing with uh, Ohio State back in the day, where their coach was it, Coach Trestle? Yeah, with Terrell Pryor. Yeah, it was like over tattoos or some shit. Yeah, he was exchanging like merchandise and shit for tattoos. For tattoo? Come on. Fraudulent, but. We'll get into the final four now. But, but wait, no, but real quick, it only it only knocks the player if you if they get caught while the player is playing. Reggie Bush was living in a mansion when he went to USC. A mansion. Well, that's why. Once again, I, I'm sorry I had to bring up Chris Webber three shows in a row. But that's why, like I said, you know, with the whole he was receiving money from like guys in Detroit and shit while he was playing in Michigan, like, if he got, like, 30 points or something, there would be a guy that will go to Michigan and, like, drop him off, like, shitload of money. Hey, they could have got the University of Miami with a lot more than they've ever ever got them. If they were really serious about... These rules only apply to some some programs. Well, they already had a thing out for the Fab Five anyways, because they weren't supposed to be that team. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they were already, you know, but boy, sort of rubbing people if, the wrong way. If they were really looking into the bank accounts of the the University of Miami players, and there, there's there's no way you're watching these players go to the club with Luke, with Doctor Luke, and y'all are just like, oh yeah, that's no, that's cool. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. But that's that's neither here nor there. Final four. Final four. So the first game up is Houston versus Baylor. Mm. That's gonna be a good game. Mm. All all of these final four games look like on paper good games. No matter like, and just from the way that these teams have played, they look like really good games. I'm going to go. I'm gonna go with Baylor. I watched them the other night, and defensively, they were just. See, and that's the problem right there. I'm going 
like I'm going with whoever has the best because all these teams have great offense. Yeah. I am going to go. Fuck. I'm going to go with Houston with this one. And, and, and it's not to go against you. I've seen Houston, although they struggled in the elite in that last game that they played, they almost lost. I can't remember who they were playing, but that team was coming back. And if it wasn't for whoever they, I can't remember who they played in that game. But if it wasn't for them fucking up like a few times, mm-hmm. they would not be in this conversation right now. I can't remember who they played. It wasn't Arkansas. I think Baylor played Arkansas. Um, uh, let me look real quick. Hold on. But yeah, it was a team they should not have been letting back in the game. But I'm going to go with Houston only because Oregon State. Oregon State, that's right. Um, I'm going to go with Houston just because I think the three point shooting for them is a little better than Baylor. And I've seen three or four games of Houston's now, and it's scary. They will. They're sort of like a Zaga, but Gonzaga light. So one minute they'll be up by like two points, and you're like, okay, this is a good game. And then you blink, and they're up by like 25. So I'm going to go with Houston, but if Baylor wins, I'm not going to be hurt. Like this game is going to be good. This is going to be the better of the two, I believe. Because then you got UCLA and Gonzaga, and I just told you why Gonzaga is scary. Them boys are scary. They score at will. And at first, when I saw them play against Norfolk State, I was like, all right, that's Norfolk State. That's different. Norfolk State doesn't really play a lot of the blue chip teams, you know? No. No, Gonzaga was just going. It was like light work to them. To just put 30 points on the board on you and just have you in the game. That team, Gonzaga's scary, though. I watched them play. Who did they play the other day? Uh, USC, maybe. Yes, they played USC. I remember last show I was lauding the praises of USC. Mm-hmm. Man, they made those dudes look like they didn't even belong in the tournament. Like the whole second half, I think they got up to like they were up by like twenty three, twenty five. They never got up by less than 17 for the rest of the second half. My favorite player in this whole tournament has been uh, Timmy on, on Gazaga. His last name is Timmy, T-I-M-M-E. He has that, um, I think he's the one with the handlebar mustache. He is. Because there's two white boys on that Gazaga team. They both look exactly the same, except for one of them has a handlebar mustache. Both of them are balling, though. Dog, I... Son. And watching UCLA play... What they did to Michigan the other night, now they didn't beat the shot of Michigan. They just won by like a point. Michigan was actually losing. Michigan lost that game. Michigan Michigan (laughs) absolutely lost that game. They couldn't hit no free throws. And then your last two plays, they drew up two horrible plays for the same player to make terrible misses from the three-point line. I was really hoping to see UCLA versus – or Michigan versus Gonzaga. I wanted Michigan versus Gonzaga, too. But, hey, I'm not betting against Gonzaga. They're, I can't do they're it. They're that fucking good. They're they might that. be the first. I, I saw that they might be the first. If they win everything, they would be the first undefeated team. Since Kentucky. In the 70s. Yes. 
They're that. They're that damn good this year. Man, so I got. I, I personally got the one seeds going to the final four uh, for the men, and uh, I, we'll we'll see what happens, yo. This <laughs> anybody who's told you that this March Madness wasn't fun from like upset standpoint is not. It has not been watching this. I think we've had more. I know there has been more upsets than not, but there's been a lot of upsets deep into the tournament. So I, I gotta. This has been a fun one. Very fun. The 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 only low the lonely low spot of this tournament has been uh, them having to cancel the VCU game and VCU yeah. not being able to play. Did you see the? Uh... The ref passing out during the Michigan. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, oh, he doesn't need to go to the hospital. I was like, no, take his ass to the hospital. Whatever he's going through, they need to check that out. That's the NCAA for you, though. And NCAA is like, no, no, he good. Just leave him. He, they he just took him to the hotel room. The, the NCAA is the worst governed branch of sports ever. They need to go ahead. I know we're talking about men, and we're about to talk about women. They need to go ahead and let the men, the women do one and done. They need to let the women do one and done because I'm not sure any woman I don't I would say should go straight to the league now from high school. Um, they need to do one and done for women. They need to they need to let men go straight to the pros from high school. Zion could have went straight to the pros. A lot of a lot of players could have went straight to the pros because that one year is a joke. Ben Simmons could have went straight to the pros. Now, I think some, in other cases, that one year was good for some of them. Great. But some of these players do not need to go to college. Their game hasn't changed, didn't change for that, or didn't mature that much throughout college, that one year, into the pros. So why even, well, I know why they're doing it. But that, that's why it's not amateurism. Um, let's get on to the women's first. My South Carolina game cocks, which is something I thought I would never say, being an Auburn fan, uh, versus Stanford tomorrow at six. I got South Carolina, as you should. But that was those are that, that was my ma- my national championship matchup was South Carolina versus UConn. So I don't have to ask you about Arizona versus Connecticut, then, huh? I mean, you don't have to ask me. Period. <laughs> when we start, when you asked me when we first started the tournament, I told you that UConn was winning. Um, I'm trying to see when they're because they they don't play on Monday. I'm trying to see if they play I maybe they play Sunday. Tonight. No, no, no. I'm talking about no. They these games are tomorrow, but I'm talking about their national championship. Oh, okay. Okay, so it'll be on the fourth. It'll be on Sunday. And I want to so, say something real quick. Go ahead. I don't like on Bleacher Report. Oh, yes. There's no tab when you go to the scores. For the women. For women's college basketball. There's no tab for the women. And it's not like they hold it off like, oh, the NCAA, you know, it's at the end. Like for, for the brothers. So, no, it's right in the mix of everything. So what it has, it has the college basketball tab. And it has like a little tab you could do like NCAA tournament. You could break it down by like conference and shit like that. 
and then there's absolutely nothing for women. You got the WNBA. I see the WNBA yes, right here. WNBA is there. But that's there's, it. There's no women's college basketball tab on Bleach Report, and it's a fucking shame. So if I was somewhere and wanted to follow the score, I have to go with the thing that they put on their, on their front page. Now, this could be a little bit of an out. Because the women's are on ESPN and the fellas are on CBS and TBS. Or like Turner Networks. So? And Bleacher Report is owned by the Turner Networks. That, that means nothing. You see how I was trying to give them a little bit of an out? But yeah. you can't do that. You can't even go. You can't even if open not to say that. They put scores up from every game and every other sport. Yeah, like if you're reporting on everything else, why wouldn't you put the women's? Like to say that would be like, would, would mean that I couldn't see a bunch of NBA scores from on Fridays. And it's not like you have the option of putting that tab up for yourself. It's not like you could pick no, that tab. No, no. These are the tabs that are given to you. I don't like anything about, I've never put anything on Bleach Report about soccer or hockey. But the third tab is NHL. The fourth tab is soccer. Why the fuck do I need those? Why do I need a college football tab out now? There's no, there's no sports on. There's no college football. Why do I need an NFL tab on right now? There's no NFL. Why do I need those? And then there's a top game tab. But even then, hold on. It only shows you the teams that you follow. So I need somebody to tell me why there's no women's college basketball tab on Bleach Report. Somebody get down on that. Um, today we learned, and I thought it was an April Fool's joke, that legendary basketball coach for the University of North Carolina, Roy Williams, is retiring from, uh, from coaching. And I'm starting to see some names of people that could take his place. And one of them is Jerry Stackhouse. I'm trying to think. Okay, so I don't want to use the argument of ex-players can come back and coach. Okay? I don't want to do that. But it's UNC. Michael Jordan went to UNC. Why not let Michael Jordan coach? I don't think Michael Jordan wants to coach. Why not? And I don't think Michael Jordan has shown any affinity for coaching. There's a lot of legends out there. He's, He's never coached anything. That's why we'll be great. I don't. I don't think they already so. got the Jordan brand. He already has a house down there. I don't. I don't. I don't. You don't think he wouldn't coach Chaplin? There's some people that just shouldn't coach. I didn't say he should. I'm just saying it would be a great. You said why not? I'm saying why not, but I'm not saying that it would be good or anything. I'm just well, saying my, why not. My my first reasoning for why not is because he doesn't want to. What if he did? What if he wanted and to I don't coach you? Allowed? How is he not allowed? Because he's the owner of an NBA team. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. So that's a non-issue from I forgot all anyway. about the, Let me tell you something right now, D. I'm going to be real with you. I forgot all about the damn Hornets. Like, it's already bad enough that people thought Charlotte was a pipeline for UNC products in the 2000s in the first place. But you it, well, it didn't help their case when they started getting all those players anyways. Well, that's why I, that's why I said that people assumed that it was a pipeline. But it, it's already, it's... 
but it's not going to make it any better if the owner of the Charlotte Hornets is the coach of the. But there are a lot of Hall of Fame players that came through there from like 1980 to, I'm going to say, the mid-2000s. Why not hit one of them up? Just because. So what is your beef against Jerry Stackhouse? Well, I was just, I was. He's one Jerry, of those players. Oh, he actually went. I don't, I didn't remember what school he <laughs> oh, went. Oh, yeah, he went to USC. <laughs> okay. I didn't know he went to UNC. That's why I was trying to figure out what your argument was against him. Because that like, that hey, was my argument. Was he's, like, he's met all those criteria that you just then said. Then I apologize. Then go ahead, Jerry Stackhouse. Go get that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm talking. I really to- didn't know he went down there. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I really Jerry didn't. Stackhouse went to USC, <laughs> dog. I, I did so much rooting against him that was, I didn't really care about his college he, days. All, all the things that you were just excited about, talking about other people, that's Jerry Stackhouse. <laughs> but never mind. You know what, UNC, don't worry about me. Do your thing. You, hey, I can tell you one thing, though. I think it, it was time for Roy to to retire anyway. I think he's probably a couple seasons past the point of you should retire. Really? Yeah, I, I don't think he had his players' ears anymore. So then what do you think about Coach K? Not on Duke. I think Coach K is more suited, more suited to coach because, for one, Coach K knows what he's going to get. I think Coach K and John Calipari tell their people the same thing when they're recruiting them. Oh. I'll get you ready for the NFL and NBA in the season, and then you go. Roy Williams don't do that. Roy Williams was trying to get people to stay for four years. That's not the landscape that we're in. And any time he had a player that was really good, that was good enough to go, they went, but he was not happy about that. Roy Williams wanted players to play uh, three, four years, and that wasn't happening anymore. That's not, that's not college anymore. I'm not saying that you don't have that, but the players that are going to do that, they're doing it for a reason. Their talent isn't there yet. They need the four years to get their talent to that point. But uh, Duke, they, they're going to, hey, you got a year. And then it helps that – it helps when your college coach is also coaching NBA players. Yeah, with the Olympic team and everything like That's that. That's a huge plus. Well, I don't think he's doing it anymore. I think Coach Pop well, took that over. Yeah, he's not doing it anymore, but yeah. he had been, been doing it. So that's a huge plus when, oh, NBA players are buying into your system too. That's a huge marketing point for recruiting. And then, hey, if you're ready to go in a year, go in a year. I'm not going to hold you back. That's a huge thing. When, you're play, when your coach is probably like, hey, get what you need from here and then go ahead. That's a huge thing. Because that, that, to me, shows a coach that's actually looking out for you. Because I think they're honest. I think Calipari and uh, Coach K are very honest with their players. And they say, hey, if they say, hey, you're ready, I think they're ready to go. And it, they have an impeccable track record because – their players play well in the NBA. Now, I think when a player comes in and says, hey, and they say, hey, you might need to do another year or two, I think the player listens and does what they believe he should do because if they were ready, he would say that they were ready. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I don't think Roy Williams was doing that, and I think that was hurting the program. Now, I'm saying this as a person that really doesn't have a dog in the UNC versus Duke fight. I'm a UConn fan. That's a whole different conference. The only time we're going to play niggas out of there, we'll play, well, I think Syracuse joined the Big East again, too. I can't, no, I think they're still in the ACC. The only time we'll play somebody at ACC is Syracuse for the most part. But 
we wouldn't see anybody else from that division till from that conference till March. So I don't care either way. But um, yeah, I think it's time for new blood in that in that program. I don't know. I mean, he it's, left it a legacy. Seemed, it seemed a little stacked. Oh, absolutely left for yeah, legacy. He's, he left a legacy. Yeah, I, and I'm not trying to take anything away from any any coach. I'm going to tell you, if they've coached for 33 years, if you've coached for longer than your players have been alive, there might come a time when niggas are like, yo, we don't want to listen to you, old man, anymore. <laughs> because you're, you're, you, can't really, you can't really get with them. You know what I'm saying? You can't really, you're not on their, you're not even close to, to understanding how they feel about things. Speaking of two people not close to thinking about things, KD versus Michael Rappaport. Boy, this oh, is a man. versus I did not see coming. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Just <laughs> Did you see the, the, the text messages, dog? Uh, hold on, let me. KD was uh was not playing around with Mike. Let me find these shit. Mike was probably sitting down somewhere picking his scabs. Then all of a sudden, KD starts blowing his phone up. All right, are you ready? Yeah, I'm. I'm good. I got it. Okay, so this all started with a tweet that Michael Rapport sent about KD. The tweet said KD seemed deeply in his feelings with the NBA on MTV crew. After the game, damn it, he's super sensitive about everything. But now, is don't, this about don't do the interview? This is about the interview when he when Charles Barkley asked him a question. He was like, "Yes, he, yeah," and he that was just the end of it. Yes, okay. okay. KD responds, "You a bitch." Dot dot dot. <laughs> Michael Rappaport, just do the fucking interview, and if you if you're upset about something they've said, say something. Up there, looking up there, looking like you were gonna cry and shit. KD, I did the interview, you dickhead. Tell your <laughs> wait, okay. Tell your baby daddy Chuck to be better at his job and frame his questions better. He gave me two options for that dumbass question: yes or no. Uh, let's see. Then we got Michael Rappaport sent him a screenshot of it looks like a. A Bleacher Report Instagram thing. It said, I don't know why they still ask for this idiot's opinion. KD, I heard it all before, you cunt. Oh. Chuck doesn't need it as security, you pale, pasty, cum-guzzling bitch. God. <laughs> Go ahead. I swear I'm going to spit in your face when I see your dirty. This is all KD. When I see your dirty ass, bet your life on it. Meet me on West 17th tomorrow at 10. Or better yet, what's your address? 10 a.m. at Catch Steak on the corner. Meet me there, pussy. Wait. All right, Michael Rapport. Uh, so, uh, go help the kids in Brownsville, Brooklyn, and stop being your fucking puzz. I don't know what a puzz is. KD, you a bitch for even caring how I do an interview. All you do is cocksuck other men for attention. Trump didn't pay attention to your sorry ass, so now you want to use everybody else to get views and, jo- and laughs. Your life is a joke, you fucking pale cocksucker. Go get some sun. It's fucking with your brain, piece of shit. Michael Rappaport, go to Brownsville and help the people that need it, goofball. KD, you go do it, you clown. Good for you, but nobody gives a fuck. Suck a dick. This 
Can't wait to tell you all this in person. Wait, there's more. Uh, KD sent him uh, some shit from Barstool. KD again. Ha ha, you're such a bitch. You suing another man for talking shit about you? I can't wait to spit on your pussy ass. You called, laugh emojis, five of them. You called your lawyer like the pussy you are. Ha 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 That goes on for a little bit. You couldn't talk Portnoy talking shit? I don't know. Defamation of character? I think he was talking about Dave Portnoy, the okay. owner of Barstool. Okay. The crying laughing emojis. Pussy ass one lawyer up. Wait, here it gets super personal. Your wife mad as fuck because you wasting that little bit of money on a lawyer because you can't take a joke. Ha, 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 ha. How pussy are you? Your wife doesn't even respect your bitch ass. End scene. Hey, man, I'm going to just keep it real with you. Um, seems like Michael Rappaport was just collecting evidence. Doesn't seem like that. Like, after the first few texts, I would have, like, blocked dude or whatever and just kept it pushing. <sighs> Dog. That's how I move. <laughs> oh, hold on. A, he called him a pale, pasty, cum-guzzling bitch. Hmm. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not a violent person. But if you call me all those adjectives and the last word is bitch, I might lose, but I got to shoot you the fair one. I have to. As a grown man, yes, I have to put my hands on Because in the words of Joshua Shiflett, I ain't no bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So now, uh, how you want to act? Because now we got to fight. We have to. You do it. I mean, TV, radio, podcasts, YouTube, Instagram. I don't care what we do it on, but somebody's got to see us fight. I got to give you the Kirk Franklin treatment. Have to. Um, Quavo and Sweetie. First of all, let, let's let's give it up to, for TMZ because they will find some footage of your ass doing wrong. TMZ will Millie rock on any block. <laughs> they will tell you you're dead before you died. And you'll be in the hospital like, wait, what? And then go. TMZ is elite. I don't fuck with them. But let's be real. The when it comes to breaking they, news, The job they that got they it. do, they do it at an elite level. No they can't be touched. I think, no fuck shit. I think they were the ones that dropped the whole Kobe being dead like before they any other They were the first news. ones, yes. Like... TMZ is elite when it comes to breaking a story, whether they, they do it legally boy, or not. If you want to see your favorite celebrity getting some shit on an elevator, TMZ got the video for you. Boy, now, Sweetie has come out and said that the footage was from a year ago. So, okay, real quick, let's go on. The footage doesn't look like a, uh, it's, it's clearly not a, a, I don't know. It's not a fight. It's not like fisticuffs are being. Yeah, I think he they like ran to the ground or they, something like that. No, they ran to the, the elevator and she was trying to grab, looks like a PlayStation 5 or something out of his bag. And he's like pushing her away and she falls. And I think she like twisted her ankle or some shit. She did something, but she stayed on the ground. But it, what, it doesn't look like Quavo intentionally beat the shit out of Sweetie. Now, he didn't help her up. He wasn't like, oh, baby, I'm sorry. Like, it. 
he looked he more was, looking for. He looked more like he was trying to keep her from running off to getting off the elevator. Which okay, all of it looked bad in the first place anyway. But it doesn't appear like a, a quote unquote fight was being had physically. Yeah, like he wasn't punching and slapping her and shit. This was one of those. It looked like one of those things where you're trying to keep somebody from doing something and they fall. And no, you don't help the person up, but they're falling and they're on the ground. Now, one thing of footage I would love to have seen was D'Amigo's jumping uh, L.A. boy. Hey, man, listen. D'Amigo's jump Justin L.A. boy. I guess that's how you say it. I don't know. If y'all don't know who he is, he's the motherfucker that does that respectfully shit. Cool. Hey, man, you got to send me to God if the, the Migos jump me. Just kill me. Because they're going to stop me with those big-ass, clunky-ass Balenciaga sneakers. And I'm going to be in a coma for the rest of my goddamn life. You know how, you know how scary that's got to be to look up and see a Balenciaga coming down on you? Six of them? Bro, that's terrifying. Oh, that man. shit woke me up in a cold sweat than I just thinking about it. <laughs> like how? That's got to be the most. That's, well, that's what he gets. No, no. See, that's what he gets. Because you had, sweetie, on your little podcast, little talky thingy. Sitting there while her ex-boyfriend is auditioning to become her new boyfriend. Because Diddy's son was up sitting up there. I guess yeah. his name is Justin, too. I don't know. Yeah, don't that's know. Justin Combs. And you asking her shit about her relationship, even though you didn't say Quavo's name. You asking shit like about threesomes and, you know, who's paying for this and who's doing that. While the And I, I'm, I watched that video, dog. Justin was scheming the entire time. I'm talking about Justin oh, yeah. Combs. He absolutely he, okay, he was so. scheming the entire Just, time. Justin LA boy, he, he deserved to get get his get hands put on him. Because he he does shit like that all the time. He deserved an asshole. But it's just hard for me to tell somebody I need to ass open by the Migos with Balenciaga on. <laughs> That's a different thing to me. So you're cool with him getting jumped, just not with Balenciaga's on. Yeah, that's that's too much. That's Would like, you like Tim's? I'm I'm willing to bet Balenciaga's way more than Tim's do. So yeah, Tim's are cool. Balenciaga's no. I remember I was in middle school and they got jumped in the bathroom and they stomped him out in Durango's and I my heart went out to him. <laughs> oh man. You know how much you gotta not like somebody to stomp them out with Durango's on? Or lugs? Dog. You remember how hard lugs were? Just shoot me. Just shoot me. Like, why are you doing this to me? Just oh, shoot man. me. I'd be on the ground saying, just shoot me. Like, you're not going to stop me out in Balenciaga's. That, that's like an Osiris D3. Just put a bullet in me. Just kill me. And in this, in my suffering now. Because I'm going to look like Martin did after Tommy Hearns beat his ass. And all I have to say, oh, the Migos stomped me in Balenciaga's. And he was in Atlanta. They, they were, man. Why does they move to Atlanta and talk shit about the Migos of all people? You ain't see Atlanta? Run that way. He an idiot. He, he's an idiot. He lucky Travis Scott ain't jumping, too. Boy. But that's what you get. You, you try to get the, the clickbait. The, listen, the worst, the worst thing is getting, getting the, kick, the shit kicked out of you and then niggas ad-libbing. Like, like you got to I'm gonna just move on. <laughs> they stop you. you. They, the, they stop you. They talk about stop them. 
Like, yo, do you have a hype man with you? Is that you, is that you take off? <laughs> Quavo over there just, you know what? Go to the next thing. I'm, I'm sad for him. <laughs> so sad for him. Hold on. All right, we're good. Um, what if Paltrow has been on a run lately with these candles? And her next little rollout, I guess, I don't know if this is a new candle or if this was just specifically made for Kim Kardashian. But she heard the news about Kim Kardashian and Kanye breaking up. And so she decided to send Kim one of her goop famous vagina candles. It came in a a nice little, (laughs) it came in a nice little package. Um, it came with a candle that was named This Smells Like Kim's Orgasm. Um, ah, it came with a double-sided wand vibrator, sex gel, and it looks like lotion. It's called Love. Listen, I, I only have one question about this. How does she know what Kim's orgasm smells like? I don't know, but I, I'm actually kind of curious to see what that candle smells like. It probably smells like when you're burning a, a toy. Okay. Like you said, your acting figure on fire, you can smell the burning plastic. All right. Okay. You are just... <laughs> I think but... I see to even get stopped by the Migos. <laughs> but yeah oh god please don't stop me <laughs> I'm so sorry take off all set Quavo I'm so sorry I'm not going to say anything else bad about y'all you guys are the best I can't wait for culture 3 please don't kick me man man oh man oh man but, but yeah the- that is that is something isn't it I want to see the rest of the line of candles that this woman has just cause I'm not even on some creep shit. Like I, I'm really interested to see what the hell. Because remember, when, I think I brought this up a while ago. Remember when Eric Badu dropped Erica something Badu, like that? Yes, and it sold out. And I was like, "Y'all niggas are disgusting." Like, who else could drop a candle with some shit like that? Listen, man, I, I'm not gonna lie. I ain't gonna hold you. If Holly Berry came out one, I'd probably buy two. Hey, man, she's one of the best Twitter follows I've ever. Have you Have you been following her on Twitter? I see, I see her shit, boy. Looking. Hey man, go to the next topic because I don't want to sound. All right, on to some political nastiness. I'm not trying to sound wild today. No man, go ahead. No, no, go to the the next one. Okay, (laughs) good. I'm good. Let's go to the next one. My head hurts now. Save it for Zola. Um, on to some, (laughs) on to some political um nastiness. There is a representative down in Florida by the name of Matt Gates. Have you seen him lately? He looks like a. A 1980s supervillain, if you will. Um, Now, he has been investigated by several of the alphabets, most notably the FBI, uh, about his interactions with an underage girl. She was 17. Now, I, being me, was ignorant to the fact of sex trafficking. I always thought that it had to do with, like, prostitution and... You know, um, taking a girl against a will and like selling her off. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did not know that sex trafficking was, you know, taking somebody like an underage girl 
across um, state lines, across state lines, and paying for her to like be with you and go on dates and things. I did not know that that was considered sex trafficking. I knew that was illegal. I just didn't know that that was under the umbrella of sex trafficking. Stricken. Um. So when this dropped. Now, I don't watch Fox News, so I don't know, but I do know that Tucker Carlson is one of those personalities on that channel that just says the most wild shit, and he deserves to get stomped out with Balenciaga's, right? When you got this man baffled, when you have Tucker Tucker Carlson looking around like, what the fuck is going on? You know you done fucked up. I have snippets here of that particular interview. And boy, Matt, you might as well just get ready for that that jail cell now. Again, I only know what I've read in the New York Times. Uh, I can say that actually you and I went to dinner uh, about two years ago. Your wife was there, and I brought a friend of mine. You'll remember her. And she was actually threatened by the FBI, told that if she wouldn't cop to the fact that somehow I was involved in some pay-for-play scheme, Uh, that she could face trouble. And so uh, I do believe that there are people at the Department of Justice who are trying to smear me, uh, you know, providing for flights uh, and hotel rooms for people that you're dating who are of legal age is not a crime. Uh, And I'm just troubled that the lack of any sort of legitimate uh, investigation into me would then permute, would then convert into this extortion attempt. I, I, I don't remember the, the woman you're speaking of or the context at all, honestly, but. Dude, you tried to gaslight your way out of the FBI. Man. <laughs> His and lawyer got to be like, hey, man, just shut up. Just hey, sh- man, I got the ending to this, too, with Tucker's trying to, like, get a, man, he's trying to get out of this as fast as he can. If you just saw our Matt Gates interview, that was. One of the weirdest interviews I've ever conducted. That story just appeared in the news a couple of hours ago. And on the certainty that there's always more than you read in the newspaper, we immediately called Matt Gates and asked him to come on and tell us more, which, as you saw, he did. I don't think that clarified much, uh, but it certainly showed this is a deeply interesting story, and we'll be, we'll be following it. Hey, man. Matt Gates just told on himself. He took an of-age girl and flew her out. Got her hotel room and things. Now, she isn't the only one, but she's the only one that they're investigating on. And it's starting to get bad for him because one of his colleagues that he considers like a family friend or whatever, mm-hmm. who goes on these trips with him, uh, he just got incarcerated for child sex trafficking. Nice. So, uh, there you go. Florida man got caught sex trafficking. Sounds about right. All right. On to some real shit. On to some to some entertaining shit. On to some shit that we fuck with on a weekly basis. Snowfall. Brother. Man. It's only a couple episodes left and it's going to be wild. Boy, you can feel it, though. You can feel, you can feel the tide turning. Oh man, all the storylines. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang, niggas gonna die. And oh, and I, and, and in the preview that they set up for next week. Hold on, let's get to this week first, cause, cause 
<laughs> Pop was out of bounds on this one. He was reckless. Yeah, he like he ain't, he ain't get the toolie on him for real. Man. Because I probably would have just shot him right there. Franklin was on his way out. You know what made it worse? It wasn't the fact that he told. It wasn't the fact that he talked to the newspaper lady. It was the fact that his father ran down all the atrocities that happened to black folks in this country and then ended it with, we made it out of all of that, but we can't make it out of this. This and you. Oh, Nick. Oh, man. That hurt my heart. Yeah, that was tough. That was, uh... (laughs) Like, damn, big! I'm just killing a whole black race. He done named like. slavery. He done named the slave trade. He named Reconstruction. He was like, going through all this shit. Like, damn, Dad, I'm that bad? <laughs> then that nigga got pistol whipped and started reciting poetry. No, nigga, get the fuck out of the- <laughs> You want to get hit and start courting Maya Angelou. If you don't, I'm going to shoot you. Oh, man. Boy, that was something. The hey, two man, girls that thought they had Leon in the car. Ditsy. And then it started asking for money. Well, at least give us 3000 But bitch. you know what's funny for, for a motherfucker who got money on his head? He moving real freely around the projects. He really is. Without a care in the world. Even the old girl ran up on him at the end. He wasn't even surprised. He was like, oh, shit, look at this. Well, you know, she was, she was doing that out of desperation, she man. Was. You know. But she wasn't. She wasn't really. She wasn't gonna pull that. No, she was. There's no way she was gonna make it out of that situation alive. Because the nigga that really wanted to kill him wouldn't even say that. He would just pop him. Ain't no sharpshooters there. (laughs) Nobody good with the long range. Oh, okay. But yeah, it's it's gonna. It's gonna. This last couple episodes. This last three. I think it'll be last three episodes. I think they only go into like ten. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. Real bad. And Reed out there wilding. We're trying to say because 15 million is 15 million. He started waterboarding that dude. Got him. Dude was asleep. My man just popped up. Talking about, <laughs> just, what the fuck did you do with my money? <laughs> like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be real with you. Whoever directed that scene, knock that shit out the park. Because oh, if yeah. I'm dead oh, asleep yeah. and then I just hear out the corner of my ear, what the fuck did you do with my money? I'm going to start screaming, too. How did you get in here? How did you get here? Nobody's supposed to be here. Yeah, but I, I like the way this episode is shaping everything up for the ending. I feel like uh, a lot of people. I'm telling you, man, somebody from the main cast is going to go. That's what I said. Somebody from the main cast is dying. I don't think it's going to be Jerome, though. Nah, I don't think it's Jerome. I think man, I, I think whoever dies is going to bring Jerome and Louie together again. They're going to be closer. Because right now, you know, they're setting up the whole he ain't really fucking with her right now and shit like that. But I just, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. Oh, man. Um, another thing that we can't wait to see. A few years ago, uh, we did a whole nother thing on YouTube. And my good friend Dijon here decided to read uh, a Twitter story, a Twitter thread. It's the best Twitter th- a story young woman in the history of Twitter. Named Zola and a person she had met, and they went on this trip down to Florida. And they were strippers and things, and it was a whole lot of chaos. Now, it was the world's greatest Twitter thread ever. 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 
ever. And and once again, top tune is not to this day. I don't know if it was real or not, but damn it, it was entertaining as shit. Well, now we're getting a movie. This summer, baby, it's coming. And I watched the trailer. It looks amazing. That trailer is incredible. I want to go to Cinemark and watch it. Whoever they got to play all these people in this cast deserves all the awards. Dog, because they look wait. exactly how I want them to I, look. I cannot wait. Hey. I cannot wait. I'm with the shits. I don't know what platform is going to be on. I don't know if it's going to be like on Amazon Prime or... No, I, I, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm going directly to a theater. But this is going to be fire. I'm going direct. I'm, I, I got, I'm about to get my second dose in a couple of weeks. I'll mask up if need be. I'm going in the theater because I want to hear other black people say Walsh at the, at, the, at the screen. Well, you know who we're going to be rooting against. It's going to be the white girl. Oh, of course. Zola's the hero in this story. Yes. <laughs> I absolutely want to be. rooting for Zola and we're rooting against the white girl. I want to be, be around other black people when I watch this. But people, if you haven't read the thread or, or at all, you can you can find it. Like you could just Google like Zola or whatever. Yeah, I've also it. I retweeted uh, a couple of tweets from it, and uh, they have the whole thread on uh, image thing, so you can look at the whole thing. But man, I that remember was just... I remember reading it in live time, in real time. That was 2015, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was before that. I don't remember. It could have been 2015, but my, my it was during the well damn days. I remember that. My much, sense though. of years all fucked up right now. But yeah, the the thing we went from that to now we're getting a movie that might be actually fire. And it's the same studio that made Uncut Gems. And they made uh, Moonlight. Yes, Moonlight. I was yes. about to say Twilight, like a dumbass. And you were gonna be super wrong. Oh man, I was gonna <laughs> be hella wrong. But I, I'm excited to see this movie. I am too. I saw that King Kong is dropping this weekend, it or dropped, well, it dropped. It dropped on Wednesday. So I will be watching that this weekend because I, I need to see King Kong give uh, Godzilla. I've already hands. seen too much shit on Twitter about it, so I'm already irritated. But I need to see it. Of course, I'm excited about uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, I still had to watch last week's episode. But you know what's coming up on Sunday, Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday, boy. See, this 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 right here is why I love black folks so much because we're getting a versus battle. I think this might be the greatest one of all time. I, I, I would have to agree with you. You got the Isley Brothers in one corner going up against Earth, Wind, and Fire. With Steve Harvey hosting. So- with Steve Harvey hosting this the show. This is about to be the blackest shit, and I'm going to be in for a ride. Now, did you sign up for a Twitter at all? Hell no. Triller, I mean? No, I did not. Because... I might have to do that. I, mean, I need got, to see this on a trial sign? No, I don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That shit costs money. I don't know. I have to figure it out. I might. I might sign if it's not, if it costs. Actually, money, I, I think it does because I remember watching the um, Mike Tyson fight on that. The Mike Tyson um, Roy Jones. Yeah, that was on Triller. If it, I, I might just go to the, the Instagram page and watch it on there. Either way, yeah, that's got to be watched on Easter Sunday, and it's gonna be beautiful Easter Sunday night around here. Well, see, it depends. I don't know what because I got I got plans on Easter, so. Um, I think that might be prime time. I think that yeah, might I'll be. I'll probably miss it though. You know, but but then again, you can always watch it over again. Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. really. But I'm not gonna lie. After it's over, I'm pretty much done with it. But 
boy. My attention goes away real quick. As soon as it's over, I'm like, all right, what but else is on? Boy, I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't know who. Everybody wins. This is one of those where everybody wins. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Now, I don't know how they're going to set this up, how many Isley Brothers and See, they, how many members of Earth, they, Wind & Fire are going to be. They because they should have had this on during the day. This shit should have been on at like from like two to like four. We'll see. People might be after church. In church, yeah, just while saying. everybody's at the house. This shit should have been on in the early afternoon. Why you say that? Because that's the time during Easter. Like that's after church. Everybody's cooking. Everybody's home. That that would have been the better time. Now I thought they should have did it on the Saturday before Easter, but I don't think they wanted to go up against that final four because I don't think a lot of people would have been watching. I I agree with that. But, man, this is going to be fire. Now, if we can get this, I would love to see the Gap Band versus Cameo. But that's just me. But I'm going to take this one right now. This, oh, man, I don't know how to do it for myself. I can't watch this alone. I know I can't watch this alone. I got to hit up Boojank. Hit up Boojank, though. Because as soon as the Isley Brothers break into living for the love of you, I'm going to have to dance or something. And then Earth, Wind, and Fire is going to hit you with the after the love is gone. Like, damn. Damn. This is definitely one that you would enjoy more than I will. Yeah, this, this, this is going to be a good versus, though. Well, I enjoyed the D'Angelo one, and then people were like saying it was boring or it was bad. I think it was because people were mad that there wasn't like more friends. Listen, hit, let me know when they do the NSYNC Backstreet Boy shit. I think I only know three songs by the both of them combined. Shit. I'm not saying that, like, you, do, I, I know you. You know I know them. You want to keep going? Or? No, I'm good. Okay. Is there anything else we need to touch on? Nah, man, I'm I'm good. It's a good show today, man. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. We oh, doing wow. all right. Oh wow! I was hoping that uh, you know, Monday show would be. Popular. We'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. It's all right. We'll, I mean, we'll still be here. If not, I'll break the news. We'll we'll, we'll be here though. Always. You can uh, follow the show on both Instagram and on Facebook at This Ain't a Pod. You can follow my esteemed colleague at exhibit underscore D-E-E on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at WellDamnSprat. We will be back on Monday after Easter. Easter, boy, you whatever is going on with you came over this way. Sorry. I will be uh, drinking the blood of Christ and eating the cracker thingy. Oh, that's cute. I will yeah. not. Yeah. And, uh... That's cool. D will probably be dressed up as a bunny handing out eggs. We I, will see y'all again on Monday at 8 o'clock. I hate the Easter Bunny. It creeps me out. <laughs> really? That's what creeps you out? It's a whole thing. I'm, I'm not talking about it right now. <laughs> goodbye. Donnie Darko? No. Goodbye. Okay. <laughs> we will see y'all later. Goodbye and good night, Shreveport.